0: What's
1: your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Hope everyone is doing well. I am one of your hosts, Barry Johnston, and we are bringing to you today a great story. And I uh, can't wait to get into that with my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, Adam?
0: Hey, Barry. Thank you for that introduction, my good friend. I am doing quite well. Thank you very much.
1: Nice, nice. We were talking before we were rolling about pizza, and yes. uh, God, I'm hungry for pizza. Um, I was on the East Coast for uh, a couple of weeks, and uh, had some great pizza, man, and I got to say... That's one thing I miss here back in the, uh, in the Midwest here in the lower Midwest, the Southwest, even maybe some may, may consider Oklahoma to be. Um, we don't have very good pizza where I'm at anyway. I think Oklahoma City and Tulsa have some decent spots, but mm-hmm. nothing here. And, uh, God, I could use a good pizza.
0: Yeah, well, you've got Hideaway, which is uh, the traditional one that started out there in OSU yep. in Stillwater, yep. which is an Oklahoma Oklahoma like uh, institution now because they've branched out. Yeah, so there's yep. that's good. But again, that's yep. not. Yeah, yeah, You know, that's not East Coast.
1: That's right. Pizza. It's, good. it's good. It's good. It's good. They've got all their foods really good, and it's a. Uh, a great place to go to to spend your hard-earned money, but uh mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Wish we had, you know. Weird, weirdly, we had a brick oven pizza place that opened up here, and I went and had pizza there, and it was just not good. And I, I, I'm just like, why would you spend all this money on a brick oven pizza and not offer the best pizza that you could possibly get? You know, and I think it's just a lack of understanding of what good pizza is, really. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, think. I think it is that people, is especially where we were, you know, uh, we had a lot of German folk and a lot of, uh, of course, uh, Native American yeah. and uh, Mexican folk, and it was all, and, but we didn't have a, like, you know, a big uh, Italian population right. in Oklahoma. Yep, It was more of the English and Germanic people yes. Yes. Um, with Czechs and we had Germans and, and all of that. And so... People would think pizza – when we were young, Pizza Hut was it. It was it. Oh,
1: yeah, dude. And we Uh loved it
0: because we didn't know any better.
1: That's right. Yeah. Oh, man, I loved – I tell you what. You know what I loved the most about Pizza Hut, to be honest with you? Well, one of the things, at least, was the hot subs that you could get, the hot Mm, sandwiches mm, that you could get. mm were freaking phenomenal, man, and mm. um, and they did they did away with those, and so or at least I think they did. I haven't been to Pizza Hut in a long time, but at one point you couldn't get those uh, sandwiches, but mm. um, that was one of the things I loved the most. I also liked their taco pizza. I don't know if you remember the taco pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I dug that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, that was
0: now, Barry. Was this when you were a kid, or was this? Yeah, when yeah you were, No, no, okay. no. This
1: this is when we were. Gosh, man, probably. I don't even know. Grade school, maybe even
0: okay. Uh, Because I mean, I know taco pizza is definitely one of those things that was that's definitely stoner food. Yeah, Um, right. (laughs) But as a kid, though, yeah, yeah, you know. uh, But yeah, remember when we had? um, uh, There were other people that came in that started. They could make. They realized they could make a ton of money off of with nothing out of pizza. Right. Because it used to be really expensive. Yeah. To be for, I don't think pizza. The price has changed in 30 years. I think it's always been expensive that they could charge you that, you know, and people bought it because kids love it, people love it. But um, I remember, you know, uh, the the burger shop had opened up that pizza place in the back, and it was just, it was really awesome at first because it was different. But then you realize. It's wasn't that great because yeah. they didn't know the proper way to make a pizza. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the sauce wasn't good. And the cheeses right. they used weren't that great. And, you know, and but incredible burgers and the best curly fries in the world, and yes. uh, also amazing beef stew. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know what else they had there that
1: was fantastic? The toast. I don't know if you yes. ever. The gar, whatever he did, there was like a garlic thing that he did to that toast that was just phenomenal, man. I would go there and order, (laughs) you know, six pieces of toast (laughs) amazing, man. Amazing. well oh, oh, un- un- unfortunately, this podcast that we're getting into has nothing to do with pizza or any type of food whatsoever. No, but it no, is uh, it's a great additive to our conversation. Yep. Um, hopefully, everyone out there enjoys it as much as we did. We have our friend Jimmy on.
0: Yes, and Jimmy's it's a it's cut kind of, it's an inspirational story. Um, Jimmy has a he is on the autism spectrum, and he also has had other uh, difficulties with his body, as you know, he, he was born with a hearing problem and some other things. But he doesn't approach life like differently than anybody else. He's had a lot of struggles. He had a lot of struggles uh with bullies and just in with people in authority and just trying to you know relate his points across and people taking him at his word, I guess not, but taking him seriously, I suppose I don't know, yeah, but he's got a great story, it's an inspirational story, and uh he was he's a, just a, he's a good guy all around um and so you know. It's it definitely different from how we grew up in many ways. But also, I think there's some universal things that we've all had to deal with at one point or another. It's just Jimmy yeah. had more. But I'll let Jimmy tell his story. And Jimmy, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story?
2: Uh, well, thanks for having me. My weird story is uh, very true. true. Sad and true. I'm just kidding. It's not that sad. Uh, maybe. Uh, so my my story is I when I was born, uh, my parents were told by doctors I wouldn't be able to walk without braces or crutches. I neither, but because I wasn't hitting my milestones, whoever decided came up with this annoying milestones, uh, yeah. said. And I was reaching them in a certain amount of time. And you know how doctors get or parents get. And it's like, oh, this person doesn't know how to walk at eight. uh, But then, uh, I don't know, six months. I I don't even know. I'm just guessing. Uh, And and so my uh, parents went to the doctor. And the doctor told them that. My parents then got me physical therapy, occupational therapy, that didn't work. You know what worked? I went on vacation with my parents when I was very little, I think my dad was having to work, do something for work there, and I saw this person selling ice cream on this uh, ice cream vendor on the street. and. You know, I wanted ice cream, so I decided to walk.
3: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> That's great.
2: And I was like, hey, this is great. I want an ice cream. And my parents, I think they got me ice cream. I do not know. I was very young at the time, so yeah. I don't honestly remember it all. Uh, my parents told me that I just recently. They like, yeah, you, Jimmy, you, you learned to walk uh, just because you, you uh, saw ice cream. And I was like, <laughs> everybody needs their motivation. Absolutely. That's right.
1: That's right. A- necessity is the mother of invention, for That's sure. Right. Right. Yeah. I,
0: ice cream was a hell of a motivator. I remember, uh, you know, um, when the van would come around and we didn't have it all that often. It'd be there in the summer, but like um, it would be very it wasn't like every day. It was like maybe once a week or so. And I tell you what, like I was a, I was a kind of a fat little kid. And if ice cream would come and you were scrambling, you were trying to find money and you were running as fast as you could whatever direction that uh, Pop Goes the Weasel song was playing, because, I mean, that was pure bliss, pure joy. And it didn't matter if it was coming towards you and it would have stopped right there in front of your house. You are running crazy.
3: Ice cream! Yeah, yeah. Ice cream!
2: That was me. (laughs) Yeah. But my weird story doesn't stop there, of course. Uh, But then uh, stuff got... uh, more annoying as the years gone on and my I, I, I wasn't also I wasn't talking at the, the right milestone either and so my my mom was helping a friend husband who was going through chemotherapy at the time and this is again years ago and he passed away and I think a few years later, but and the but before he passed, he said to my mom, I like, don't worry about Jimmy not speaking at the moment because because eventually he'll never shut up and I haven't shut up ever since.
3: <laughs>
2: and I, I, like that story because it's tr- true. And I, and I told them, I always remind my parents when I haven't shut up, it's like, I gave you a few years now it's my turn. I'm making them up for lost time.
1: <laughs> how many, how many years did it take till you started to speak?
2: Uh, Honestly, I don't know that. Uh, I think maybe a year or two. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, I was. Uh, I. I was. I have a. I had a deaf ear in my right ear. I had a cochlear I don't. To be honest, I couldn't really explain to you what that is. It was basically blocking uh, the stuff in the center of my ear. Okay. Uh, I got a. I had it removed, and then uh, I had a prosthesis device that was put in that moved around multiple times. So it was just one big cluster fudge.
3: Yeah.
2: And But my weird story didn't stop there, again, either. Maybe, uh, if only that was that simple. And... But then, uh, but then, what also happened? Teachers told me I wasn't going to be able to read higher than a second grade level. I was in third grade at the time when they uh, told my parents that, and I was like, "Well, how high do you want me to read?" And it's like, "It's not my fault you're not challenging me." And it was like, you gave <laughs> me the most easiest books ever. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I, I, like, I, I just read whatever they gave me. Right. Maybe I, I don't think I was the best reader back then. But but then uh, and one thing I've learned my uh, so basically eventually they got uh, my parents uh, helped me by uh, continue practicing reading at home and whatnot and. I hated reading back then because this, my school forced me to read books that I did not like to read. I was the same. I was the same. I was. Me too, man. And, and it's like if, and like if you ask me uh, which book would you like this read, to, to, or this book, I was probably I like, well, if you give me an option, I'll probably pick something better than what my dear forcing me to read down yeah. my throat.
3: Yeah.
2: And so eventually uh but then I got bullied for being nearly obese for my age group mm-hmm. and but then I also got bullied because I'm autistic, and I don't know if they knew they knew this at the time but and I, and it wasn't just like one set of bullies, it started from just asking questions that I didn't uh for uh questions I didn't, didn't know answers to mm-hmm. to then kicking the backseat uh on the bus mm-hmm. and then it, and then I went on to uh all the way up until 11th grade but then there were a whole bunch of mixed bullies but before I get into the before I get to the bullying story uh I actually got expelled from my elementary school for throwing a pencil oh wow yeah. And I was like, doesn't every kid throw a pencil once in their life or multiple times in their lives?
0: Well, like, it depends, I think, on what you were throwing the pencil
2: at. Um, I, don't think I was even aiming at anyone. So. Okay. <laughs> and I just threw it across the room. and was like, you're expelled. Yeah, yeah. I probably said a few other things along the, the, along with that to be also expelled at the time. I don't exactly remember uh, what it was, but uh, but let's just say I did not have a very fond memory of my elementary school, and they but and and in doing so by getting a spell, they want they told my parent they want my parents to get me mentally check to see if I'm mentally stable, hmm. and uh, and they want me to be uh, deemed as uh, danger to society. Hmm. As a yes, I'm an evil mastermind. Yes, I'm uh, I'm uh, Minnie Me from Austin Powers, and I <laughs> and I'm here to rule the world. Yeah, if only. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, well, you, I was, I would say, I'm going to say this to our listeners out there. You, you uh, are putting off this, you know, really are putting off this uh, evil uh, overlord, uh, future tyrant of the world vibe
2: here. Yeah, um, no, I have the uh, evil lights in the I, back. You guys, you know? yeah, you get the evil lights. You're,
0: you're sitting in a throne, on a throne made of skulls. Oh, um, yeah, you know, exactly. you're, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know. Bodies impaled by you, and uh, and of course none of that is true. Now you, you, I, I, I mean, I, when we were kids, and Barry and I, are, I'm sure we're older than you. Um, I know we're older than you. You said you were in college. Um, we would. I uh, how old I was. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. It's true. Um, we would throw. We we would do a lot of stupid stuff, and as we grew up in the eighties, and the eighties was kind of like when everybody started week, waking up and then realizing how like stupid and dumb and dangerous kids were. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think we were the generation Gen X that broke the back, but we would throw uh, sharp, super sharpened pencils up into the ceiling tiles.
1: Yeah, I mean, stick them in the ceiling.
0: It stick them in the ceiling tiles, yeah. and like I don't know how the teachers didn't hear it, but there would be just, just pencils just hanging, yeah. dangling from the ceiling, and like and out in the band room, uh, there were, they were there. And the band room had a ceiling, of course, that was like twice as tall as everything else. And so you would try to flick the your pencil. I never was able to get one in the band room, um, but you had to flick it up so that it would stick in the ceiling tiles. Otherwise, it would rain down either your pencil or in any of the other other pencils that it might have you know happened to knock loose on its way up and, and come down and then of course everybody's ducking and uh that was man god we were that was real dangerous we were just <laughs> dumb kids i mean we really were dumb kids yeah
1: sharp, sharp objects in the hands of children is not usually a great
3: idea <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
2: That, that's like saying, "Hey, I'm going to leave my kids in the, in the house all alone and let them cook dinner by themselves."
0: Yeah. Okay, well that happened yeah. also to us. So, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we were lashkey kids, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, so so they wanted me to uh, be uh, deemed as unfit and uh, and just Basically, you just tell me I'm not mentally stable. Mm -hmm. But both psychologists and um, one's a psychiatrist and one's a psychologist said that they're not going to do it because they know I'm fit for society and they know I'm not an evil mastermind genius. And uh, they didn't like that at all. But here's the the catch, though. They, uh, I don't know if you ever, ever guys heard of restraint and they used it on me in elementary school. Oh, geez. And I was like, you want me to be deemed as dangerous, but you're using a restraint on me. And they folded my arms in front of me, crossed my arms in front of me and pulled from behind. Oh. I had bruise marks for weeks I had my shirts were stretched out and I said to my parents like you know if I was a, if I, if my kid ever had that happen to me uh, happen to them in uh, whatever school they were, and I would stop paying the taxes on schools and I was telling them, and it was probably illegal but I was like why should I pay you for dangerous uh, harming my kid yeah. and it's like I, I shouldn't yeah and and I was like in all the shirts that you, they stretched out I, I, if I was my parents it's like you break it you buy it yeah. <laughs>
1: right right gosh I'm sorry that yeah. you had to go through that yeah. that's terrible
2: well I wouldn't be a really good motivational speaker if I didn't go right. hell on, yeah. <laughs> to hell yeah <on. laughs> there you go and but my my story of course again didn't stop there so then I got into the bully, then the bullies happened and I hated the whole bullying thing because it started off on the bus, like I said. And But then when I got to the two girls on the bus, I was kicking me and my friend's seat in the back of the bus. I mean, close to the back of the bus. We did the most stupid idea that we ever had in our lives. And there was this thing called... Uh, uh, a safety on the bus, and they're supposed to like keep everybody from sitting down and behaving. And I was like, hey, maybe we should become a safety and whatnot. Well, little that we know, that we thought, oh, they were gonna these two were gonna listen to both of uh, me and my friend, just so uh, so we could get respect. Well, we were wrong, even though they were annoying us constantly well think of this they 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 basically doubled them out of annoyance when we tried when we got uh, when we became safe and so it, it was even worse than, than what they were already doing and we wanted to be fired as soon as possible
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was like, like a, we have to do a job before we go before we uh, go home on the bus or while we're on the on the way home from the bus and it's like oh, this sucks
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so you thought that you know becoming the man becoming a symbol of authority that you would be able to uh to put these girls in their place and uh, they doubled down and showed you that they were uh, they were not going to be <laughs> trifled with by the man. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> we, we 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 ran to the uh, people who were in charge of the safety program in my elementary school. it was like, "You," know, and it's like, "No, no, no, you're staying." And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." We took our belts off. We put it on the table. and I was like. I quit. (laughs) I was like, I think that that might be my first job I've ever quit from (laughs) in elementary school. That's great. (laughs) And trust me, I don't give up easily, but these two girls were driving me insane when I was in elementary school. (laughs) They can do that. Uh,
0: they can do they, that. Uh, yeah. Well, they can drive you insane at any age. That's true. I mean, That's let's true. be honest. But,
1: That's um, true. You know. I'm 46 uh, and I'm still driven insane. So yeah. yeah.
2: Perfect. Does it get any easier? I don't think so. No. No, uh, uh, no it does not. It
0: does not. Uh,
1: My wife is uh, still a you... mystery to me. I just, <laughs> it, it's just, as as much as I've tried to figure her out, I just can't.
2: Yeah. Uh, geez, that that sounds like hell. Yeah, I and did.
0: any <laughs> any man who tells you otherwise is 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 a liar. True, just straightforward. So
2: yeah, <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Uh, so, but but then the, uh, then the bullying got worse when I moved into middle school. Mm. Uh, they they bullied me for my weight. They bullied me for I think it's. They just bullied me for pretty much every everything, and on top of that, some idiot decided—and I'm going to say idiot because it was an idiotic game. They somebody invented this neck slapping game, oh. and I, I, I don't know what the point was of it. But they slapped me in the back of my neck multiple times, mm. and which is very dangerous for just about anyone because the neck is a very sensitive uh um some you no know, some let's say it's part of the body since I'm not a master in physics and whatnot. on not physics, but I mean whatever, some kind of science. And they uh and uh because I have spinal stenosis in my neck, which makes it really hard for me to move my mm. head left and right mm. and up and down. And these people didn't know that. And I, even if they did, they probably wouldn't give a crap. Yeah. And and so I went to my principal, and the the assistant principal, I call him Mr. Wacko. Not in front of his face, of course, but <laughs> the back of my brain. And now, but uh he 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 basically said to me, he basically uh told me bowling doesn't exist in this school uh. what weed are you smoking
1: that's terrible
2: yeah. and, uh. and I wanted to say to him, I was like well if you left your two by two office we would have uh if you left your two by foot to your office, you would have seen that that, that that bullying exists. And it's like, it does? Man. And so he had to be uh, told 100 plus times that this was happening. And eventually it started affecting me taking the bus home on because yeah. one of the bullies happened to be on the bus. Yeah. And it's like, well, this was a great idea in my school. It's was like, hey, we're gonna put this person on Jimmy's bus, even though he's been getting the crap being out of him. I mean, not physically being out of him, but it is verbally abused every single freaking day. Hey, this was mm-hmm. a great idea. And made me, it made me not wanna uh, go on the bus to go home, so I, I eventually say, hey, you know, I got a great idea. I'm gonna purposely skip the bus, and I get my right home from my parents, because my mom stayed at home and and she wanted to. And she so but my special education teacher at the time, I thought I could trick her, but she's been working in special education for many years mm. and knows a thing or two about uh, autism and that we don't normally lie. And she figured me out. I think after the second time I don't think she bought the first time but she let it slide but the second time when I continuously did it she basically like cornered me not like physically cornered me but she cornered me and said, Jimmy I'm not letting you call home until you tell me um, on what's been happening and why are you missing the bus and it's like you notice that too
0: (laughs) it's like damn (laughs) But that's a sign of a good teacher, though. You I know what I mean? say that, yeah. Who who was able to See, spot that yeah. there's something wrong with your behavior that is not verbal that you know and that knows you well enough that you know I know something's wrong. So you know, and I want and you know, teachers generally they want to help, and you know, otherwise they would have completely ignore it and you know, I'm gonna just a slide, but yeah so yeah so that's good that you had that teacher was looking out for you you know exactly it sucks middle school is just i mean middle school is horrible for everybody i think um it was you know i mean because all of a sudden you're not little kids anymore but you're not quite teenagers you're all the hormones are starting to kick in and your body's starting to do all these things and you don't know what's going on and you know, you're, 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 you're growing and you're awkward and it's just an extended period of growing and awkwardness. And, you know, bullying really picks up right there in middle school. I think middle school are probably the roughest years yeah. uh, for bullying. And like, you know, I mean, I certainly, I got bullied um, and, you know, um. Just it sucked, but you know, uh, y- y- we all we get through it, yeah. you know. Um, and 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 you know, some people have it worse. Bullied off. I think my my dad was a teacher, and I think if my dad hadn't been a teacher, I probably would have been. Yeah. Uh, a little worse off. Yeah, I was. Um, I was. I was, uh,
1: was going to say too that you know that at that age anybody outside of the norm of what a kid Mm -hmm. thinks is normal is going to be a target. And that's just, kids are just, especially the bully kids, because they're coming from, usually they're coming from home situations that are bad, and they're taking it out on other people, and they don't have a, nobody at that age has a full sense of what is really going on in the world, so... That's sad that uh, that those things happened. It, funny enough, my bully uh, ran for uh, state senator uh, this uh, past uh, election cycle, uh, which is sounds about
2: right for a politician. It's,
1: it's hilarious. I just was like, oh, "Wow, huh? <laughs> yeah, I won't say who that was, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think everybody goes through it at a to a certain extent, at least when we were kids. Bullying now is taken on a little bit different. Um, yeah, you know, with the internet and stuff like that. You know, in our day, it was much more physical. It sounds like mm-hmm. in your in your in Jimmy's um, story, it's physical. Uh, I don't know that the mental abuse is any easier with the online stuff. It sounds like it's just as awful. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the key to it all is just um, having people in your lives, like 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 you. You had mentors, teachers that see these behaviors and and um, are able to spot it. It's it's a it's a valuable tool that um, we we need people like that in the world. You know,
2: exactly. And, but and then the, uh, I think the excuse that I used for my teacher was yeah another one of my teachers wanted to uh, ask me a few questions at their class and mm. uh, and made me miss my bus. And uh, and of course, I didn't think she was going to follow up on it. But, you know, teachers <laughs> always uh, talk to each other and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And she's like, Why did you lie to me? And it's like, Who said I lied? And it's like, Well, I asked your teachers. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and They have so close. <laughs> <laughs> like, gosh darn it, teachers stick together and everything and, and I was like I appreciate that uh, she called me on the carpet for it uh, because I it's not my nature to lie uh, I don't make a habit of lying I might say a little white lie once in a blue moon just to yeah. get myself out of an awkward situation but and generally I don't necessarily lie Yeah, uh, but these uh. But then uh, she started. Once I told her everything uh, from the bullying to the people on the to the bully on the bus uh, and what they've been doing, she I think she even literally went across the hallway and like literally bit off the principal assistant principal's heads off head off and it's like, it's like you said, Boeing doesn't exist in this school. I think I literally heard her like say that right across from the from in the yeah. classroom. Like, ooh, somebody's in trouble. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. That was awesome, dude. <laughs> and I was like, man, she just like I don't know, just went ape crap on him. But of course, he still hasn't. He, Mister Wacko, didn't figure that one out uh, either. So my my um my uh, guidance counselor got involved so both of them are hitting uh, him at both angles on the uh, counselor point of view, from the teacher point of view mm-hmm. and even my head principal started figuring uh, been figuring out what's going going on and he's just like, what's wrong with this principal that he can't get it to his head and then say, like, like you're preaching to the choir, I have no idea <laughs> And so basically he's getting like everybody and everybody uh and everyone was involved trying to get him to jump on board and finally I think it took a hundred times and he finally like, oh, they really do exist. It was like the uh, uh it was like uh Cornelius Fudge and Harry Potter's thing. He is really back, and like Voldemort is really back. It's like no, we've only been saying that through the whole flipping fifth movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen (laughs) it, if you haven't seen,
0: yeah, yeah. If you have, no, you, you take that spoiler alert back. If nobody's seen. The Harry Potter, if you the entire series by now, then that's your own fault. That's, that's, right. Own fault. that's right. Weirdsville, and I mean, I, I, I fully assume that Weirdsville is either is probably ninety nine percent all in on Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> perfect.
2: <laughs> but then, uh, but then when I got to uh, uh, high school, it got worse because uh, th- uh, three different bullies came along, and they were. It really ticked me off because I was like, can I catch a break in this uh, forsaken Mm -hmm. school? And uh, these bullies, one was a short one, two were like my height. And, and, uh, And of course, I'm not making fun of any short people or anything, but this guy was a total Jerk, he always gets in. You try to get in your face and whatnot. And and these three always uh, walk together in the hallway and say, "Man, you're so tough that you have uh, two people to back you up." And, and it's mm-hmm. like, "You need three people to back you up." And it's like that means no difference whatsoever because like it's like the uh, expression, you "Cut off the head of the snake." It, uh, I mean, take the leader out. And, Everyone's like, uh, he did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but of course, you know, even though I knew karate for um, for self defense purposes only, uh, I knew I could take them if I had to. But mm-hmm. I didn't have any self confidence back then because I was out of shape. I didn't, and even when I was in karate back then as a kid. I wasn't even in shape. I, uh, that's why it was one of the reasons why I left for 10 years, not because I hated it or anything, but they wanted me to grapple, which was a form of wrestling, mm-hmm. But and I couldn't uh, grapple because of my neck issue. And plus, they wanted me to do 100, well, 100 sit-ups in a minute. I'm like... Yeah, good luck with that one. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Because I was heavy, so it was like, yeah, that's not happening. I mean, I know you could train your body to do so, but, you know, at the time, I was like, well, this is depressing, and I had to leave, and I left on good terms with my sensei, and I'll get to that point in just a few uh, in a short while, and... So, these so basically, all of ninth, tenth, and part of like halfway of eleventh, I was getting bullied. And I finally made my I, I couldn't take it anymore. I was literally gonna just snap at someone or mm-hmm. at something. And the my so me and my dad were watching TV one night. We saw this info commercial for. Uh, P90X was uh, from Beachbody, mm-hmm. and and um, we we me and him were both trying to lose weight at one point for over the, a few years, and we went to gyms, didn't work. I mean, I mean, of course it could work, but again, it's not like we know what the stuff we do now mm-hmm. after so many years, but. It's harder to get jumpstart, jump start and say, like, mm-hmm. well, if I haven't seen any progress, well, what am I still doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, uh, and so then when I, me and my dad decided to, so me and them, well, my parents even got me a personal trainer once and mm-hmm. I came to the house. I don't know what ever happened to him. I I wonder if my parents fired him or something mm. because he just never came back. Uh, and I as a kid, you don't even uh, know for some reason. I mean, I could have asked, and my parents probably would have told me, but I, as I, I didn't really like the guy. He, um, let's just say, he, he didn't look the part. I always mm. think uh, health professions should look the part and it's like if you're gonna get medical i mean some kind of a virus nutrition wise fitness wise at least be the part yeah even if you have like a few like one or two cheat meals a week just please look the part that's all i right, ask right. sure
1: <laughs> hard to get people to take your advice if you look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> exactly
2: And of course, I'm not making fun of anybody But he's like Jimmy you need to lose some weight
3: <laughs> Yeah
1: Yeah yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so do yeah. you <laughs> and of course I never said that yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my parents Told me to uh, Taught me to be A, a respectful kid growing up And I was shy back then. I could only talk to grown-ups back then, and my friends, of course, in my inner circle. But anybody who I didn't know or I just knew as an acquaintance, I'm like, I don't know this person. I don't know if I probably pissed them off. And yeah, some people don't like my sense of humor. Or some people just don't like me in general just because I'm different. Right, sure and so me and my so me and my dad both said, not back p ninety x b uh and I mean like we tried pretty much everything in the book, and so we we decided he ordered it and it came now, what I'm gonna tell you my I highly do not recommend this to anybody at all. You should always consult your doctors before you starting any workout program, and I'm saying that because I'd probably be sued uh, otherwise. And I'm a medical profession, but uh, I'm let's just say... When me and my dad got the DVDs at the time, we uh, just started right into the program. and uh, and the the people on the DVD that said, uh, do not try this program without consulting a doctor first, And like, well, my doctor is at home probably have dinner with his family. And if I don't do this, do, uh, and if I don't do this uh, DV, uh, do this program now, I probably will not do it at all. So that's what happened. And so after the first week, me and my dad did this, it was like, th- uh, I think we were crawling up there, crawling up the stairs after the first week. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't even know, know that we had muscles in this kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My body is like, oh, this is terrible. So fast forward a little bit more. Uh, by the time when I got to the halfway point of 90 days, uh, I lost 30 pounds. Wow. And uh, it, it was really, really tough. And but I felt really great and it's like, man, I wish I could feel like this all the time and my clothes stopped fitting and so my parents got me new clothes and, and, and it wasn't like the same baggy clothes it was uh, tight fit clothes so I could, not like super tight but tight enough that you could see my muscles mm. and everything and the veins and everything and so, so,
0: so at this point in time, you were going to the pool in a Speedo. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I
2: have never worn a Speedo. Okay. Uh, well,
0: but, you said you could see the veins and everything. I wasn't sure how far uh, your, the tightness went on your clothes, on your jeans or whatever. So uh, uh,
2: This was uh, the bicep muscles. Okay. Okay. So, so basically, the uh, get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> I just,
0: it just reminded me. Uh, whenever I hear people talk about tight clothes, um, it reminds me of when I. This, and it's it's just stuck in my head, Barry. Um, I was in uh, it was a high school, and I'm walking through the hallway, and uh, at that time, a lot of cowboys were would wear these really tight jeans and they'd have the big buckles and they but they wear these really tight jeans. We grew up in Oklahoma, so there were like, you know, real cowboys or, you know, the country guys. And I remember, um Hearing one of the upperclassmen girls talking about how uh, his jeans are so tight you can see the veins on his ball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, so that's there's like, some truth it, to that. There's some truth to that. Yeah, yeah, they were they were definitely smuggling some grapes back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh-uh. And it just, I mean, it just it, uh, it stuck with me, and uh, I'm finally I've shared that with the rest of the world. So now you're all. Next time you see a cowboy in tight jeans, yeah. thank you for that. Well, there you go. Appreciate there you it. go. Appreciate it. So, of course, now I have this uh, uh, this image of, of you know of Jimmy and a speedo, but uh, sp- <laughs> bugling grapes, um, but uh, or you know, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I can't help it. I'm a visual person. I'm Can't an artist. see it now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> And I, I think you need extra it. therapy lessons now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can send you my
2: therapy bill.
3: <laughs>
1: Put it on my tab. <laughs>
0: soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of their shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors
2: uh, but uh, so I, I got new clothes the if, if it uh made my muscles pop out more mm. and so i was like you know i look good enough and I think I could really scare the hell out of the bullies. So I got into my the net, to uh, my class the next day, my math class, and I decided I was going to stand up to the bullies right then and there. But I waited to, towards the end, so I wasn't interrupting math class, so to speak. I mean, technically I did with the last 10 minutes, but I was like, well... We were winding down anyway, so <laughs> it's all or nothing. And I can, uh, and again, I'm not saying it. Uh, I, I shouldn't really have done it then, but I wanted witnesses because I kind of felt sometimes my school was a little cheap with technology. Mm-hmm. And the reason I said they say, said that because they had uh, security cameras in every single hallways. But you know like in, in movies or malls or you, you see that security camera feed of TVs on the wall. Well I never seen any of that in my school. Now it could be off site it could be somewhere else in the school that I didn't get I never see but I've been through every single hallway of that school and pretty much every single office in that building never once have I seen a big giant web security camera of TV feeds. And I was like, what is my chances if those feeds actually go somewhere or record anything at all? And I was like, yeah, I did not have a good – sorry for my dog's barking. It's okay. okay. Um, but I did not trust the – I didn't trust my, uh, I didn't trust the security feeds working, I'm like, this totally <gasps> sucks, and I really didn't want to do it, uh, I didn't trust it, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this in my math class, the bullies are there, it's 10 minutes left, it's now or never. Well, my friend who happened to be in a wheelchair, who uh, still is in a wheelchair, uh, she, she uh, these these uh, uh, these doorways of, my, of the classrooms were like this narrow mm-hmm. and she had one of those joystick uh, wheelchairs mm-hmm. and electric wheelchairs and she bumped into the doorframe of the door right and the boys started laughing at her and I'm like how's that funny I like I'd like to see you drive one of these things and uh, And, of course, I didn't say any of that, but it pissed me off. And my math teacher was like, hey, stop that, you two or three or whatever. And I was like, "Yeah, how many times does that work, teacher? And I was like, and I like my math teacher, even though I hate math whatsoever. I'm just not a numbers kind of person. Uh, The only numbers I like to see is my bank account numbers going up, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm with you on that. Right now it's going down But that's pretty <laughs> But uh, But I didn't like the How he said that Because like, oh well How many uh, days are in a school year And how many times did you tell them To settle down and they saw him listen And like, keep trying Maybe uh, by the end of the school year they will Nah <laughs> So Uh so I decided. I so I slammed the, my laptop shut in class, and and my teacher heard it. But he just he was like, "Jimmy, be careful with that uh, comput- uh, Mac computer." And I was like, "I don't care. It's Apple." And he was like, "Let's like, <laughs> let's go pay for it anyway." So. Bite me! <laughs> I didn't say any of that, of course, but I was like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, like like it's gonna break by me slamming the like the, the computer lid that uh, that was magnetic." Yeah, I'm sure. And I like, if I threw it across the room, it, it probably would most likely break. But me slamming the lid shut, highly doubt it. And my uh, my. Uh, so I got up, went across the room, and I went to the bullies. And my teacher told me, "It's like, Jimmy, sit back down." And I was like, "Hold on." I went to the bullies, looked them straight in the eyes, and out of all, and you know how like in a in a favorite TV show uh, or something else they're building up the hype to it and whatnot all your anger and my, all my anger and rage built up through all the years that no one just freaking listened to me I just snapped on these bullies. I didn't physically hurt, put any. Uh, I didn't put my hands on them. I didn't punch them. I didn't do anything like that. But I called them every name in the book. I screamed. I yelled. I cursed. I. I think I called them literally every single name in the book that I could possibly imagine at the time, <laughs> and. I think I scared the hell out of them. They tried to pick on me and my friends one more time the next day. I got one of the bullies expelled. Nice. And, wow. so, and then, like a few days later, or like or maybe a week later, I got. Uh, I was told I to go down to the principal's office. Well, the first time around, right after that, and she, she's and I said I asked him like, "Am I in trouble?" She's like in trouble and it's like, for what? And it's like, for interrupting math classes, she's like, hey, if your math teacher has a problem with it, tell them to call me up and all. <laughs> I was like, you're staying up to your friends, screw. And I was like, I don't, and I was like, you stood up to your friends and you stood against your bullies. And I was like, that deserves a medal. And she wasn't kidding because a week later, she I me mean, come back down and gave me a certificate for staying my on two feet.
1: Oh, that's great. Oh,
3: wow. Good. That's really cool. That's great.
2: Uh, but unfortunately, my weird story didn't end there because in 12th grade, my my uh, my uh, 12th grade English teacher was a bully as well. Ah, and
0: I had the same experience with my 12th grade English teacher, let me tell you.
2: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but this person, and I, I met that I might have triggered her in some shape or way or form. Uh, but, not, but I didn't do it the first time around. She started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing with her. You. And, I, and I'm not saying this is a he said, she said thing. But but she had the most snottiest of attitudes in the world. And I've met some people who had snotty attitudes. Mm-hmm. And, but she took the icing on the cake. But she kept on calling me lazy. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do that. And it's like, oh, you're the most lazy student I ever had. And it's like, hmm. I mean, I got straight A's, and 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 how I know I was doing well in all my classes was that I was getting A's. I think I got all A's for all the marking periods too. Mm. And and I'm not saying like I'm kind of a nerd or anything, but she, but. I remember I actually got excused from all the finals, uh, because, uh, at the end of the year in 12th grade, because, uh, I got all the A's and, and all my teachers said, uh, except for her, but if I uh, jumped that far, I, in the 12th grade, I had my ninth year surgery, which was my last year of surgery. Mm. And she, uh, I knew I was going to skip three. I know I hadn't missed three weeks of school because I needed to let everything heal and everything because it couldn't get bumped because the stitches were actually very delicate. I don't know, but it was sewed up many, many times, like nine times, exactly nine times. And it was annoying. Uh, but, uh, because of all the surgeries, my ear canal is like this thin, mm. and and now I wear hearing aids. But that's another story. And but she, uh, uh, but she gave me a, such a hard time when I when I wanted to do this third, ninth year surgery, and it was three surgeries in one day. Damn. She she uh, I I knew how much homework she was going to give me. But I, I didn't want to her—I didn't want to—because of I don't know how much homework she was going to give me, she was, I was not going to make it to graduation. mm and I wanted to walk, even though because I'm autistic, my school had this program for people with extra challenges to be able to stay there until I'm I'm twenty one. It's like, Hell screw this, I'm out of here. And <laughs> it's like school of you guys and I of course I never said one of those words whatsoever. In my head I did. Right. Uh, yeah. And but she then uh So all my other teachers signed my paper on this permission slip, and this came from the principal uh, who gave me this permission slip to be excused from all the classwork and homework uh, so I didn't have to make it up, because I was going to be very overwhelmed uh, because— I was supposed to be healing this year, and I had this huge, big bandage on my face for a whole week, then a huge bandage on my uh, ear for uh, for two more weeks. So it's not like I was in, like lounging by poolside or anything. Yeah. I, I was in the basement playing uh, video games, still relaxing. But still hurt. I had to ice everything, and uh, because I just had uh, six wisdom teeth pulled. Oh gosh! Two, oh, and then that's what happened to all my wisdom. It just flew out the window.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, and I had two moles removed, and. Uh, and yeah, that's and then I had my ninth ear surgery. And the ear surgery surprisingly took the longest out of all the all the other ones. I was like, but my mom, she she basically worked with my doctors. My doctors worked with my, my other doctors. They planned it like holy crap, they were all like on clockwork. More, yeah. One person was done, the other person was in, the next person was done, the next person was in. They worked like clockwork. They stayed in touch with each other to say, hey, how much more time do you need? And like, wow, that's teamwork there. Yeah.
0: You were on right. an assembly line. Yeah. <laughs> or disassembly line. As a, you both.
2: <laughs> I was on the assembly line to get disassembled and put back yeah. together maybe they took out my brain too i'm not sure <laughs> if i had one i'm not sure that's still out there and, <laughs> but she wouldn't she she didn't want to sign the uh she didn't want to sign the slip to get me excused and she's like well what makes you so special about getting excused from all this work and it's like you shouldn't be able to do that and was like but um because she called me lazy a lot of the time i just got so fed up and it's like, well, if you like, we can go down to the principal's office, and we can talk about it in, in front of her. And she's like, "I knew my when I said that she, I won because she didn't want to go down and discuss mm-hmm. any of that at all." And uh, but uh, and then she kept on calling me lazy over and over again when I got back from the from from all that. And so I went to down to the head principal's office, told her. Everything was going on, and this was the same head principal that was in my middle school. Now she's the national was well, the head mm. principal in my high school, so she, me and her had some history.
3: Yeah,
2: fortunately and unfortunately, uh, depending on the way you want to look at it. Again, she didn't hold any grudges against me over the years. That mm. uh, she she told uh, she when I told her about. Uh, my English teacher called me lazy. She she actually said to me after all the time she called me lazy and whatnot, and how she didn't want to sign the permission slip and whatnot, she said to me, it's like, I am so sorry from uh, the bottom of my heart, and on behalf of the school district, I am so sorry for what you had to go through. And it's like, if she ever calls you lazy one more time, I want you to come all the way down here and if I'm in a meeting, I don't care if it's the superintendent or some other teacher or another principal, tell my secretary to come get me and I will march my way down all the way to the room. And I'm going to tell her she's fired on the spot. I'm like, you can do that. And it's like, probably not. But I'm like, but I'll get permission to do so. I was like, I was like, Wow! Somebody actually said sorry to me after all the twelve years of hell. Wow. And it's like, man, I was hoping for a sooner response, but I'll take twelve years, fine. Yeah. And but that, that, and so when I graduated, I worked with my class. I, um, and I still have troubles navigating college because. Getting accommodations is not easy. Yeah, well, it's a whole other world too. I mean, yeah, you know. I wish I, 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 colleges basically got, I wish colleges got IEPs, which stand for individual education plans. Maybe not to end of uh, personalized education for each and every single individual's challenges, but. I wish it was more along the lines of I get my accommodations every semester without having me to renew it. It's like, well, we do it this way because it's like your way is kind of dumb, no offense. I didn't say that to them, but I really want to sometimes because asking me to renew my accommodations is like asking me, are you still autistic? Right, <laughs> yeah, and, I, and my school has a lot of forms anyway, so it's like, why yeah. can't you have just like two forms for accommodations? One who needs it temporarily because they I don't know broke both of their hands or or, or, or something else or, or and then have one for that. as long as this person's enrolled in the college, they get the accommodations they don't have to write in every gosh darn semester because when i first started it was a week's notice then it went to 2 weeks notice then it went to 3 weeks notice then it went to a month's notice and I'm like okay i i'm not the the only person in college that needs extra cha- that has extra challenges but the only thing that changes on mine is not the any of the accommodations that i have It's the teacher's names and the date. Yeah. And I don't know if it goes in alphabetical order or A through Z or Z to A, but I'm always the last one on the freaking list. (laughs) And I was like, that's discrimination right there. Uh, (laughs) And sometimes I get them on time, and sometimes I don't even get them on time. Mm So one time I even had it like like a month later, I'm like, Slow up on the uptick a little bit. There's like,
0: uh... <laughs> yeah, that's another one of those things about that really sucks about colleges is, is so much um, paperwork, bureaucracy, jumping through hoops to get things done, and um, you know, and, and not knowing necessarily explicitly who to talk to to get your help. Um, and you know trying to find your way i'm going through this process right now except i'm going through the process of uh, being a new hired adjunct professor And so i'm trying to figure all that out and you know get all the information and who to talk to and you know I'm I'm teaching online. So i'm trying to figure out how to do that and nobody they give me like a bunch of links to take To go to but most of them don't Apply to me, you know, I don't need those for whatever so it's it's just that's just one of those things about about upper higher education. It just gets to be it can be um it can just it can just it can be a, it's great when you're in class and when you're taking class and when you're teaching, uh but it's just, you know, trying to get every the the, the bureaucracy is just
2: Exactly it's kind of like I remember seeing I remember this one accommodation that my school had to ask had to get it takes like I think four weeks to get approved and I'm like mm-hmm. it's a simple yes or no yes or no you can use this device and it's like what what, what's, what what hoops do you have to jump through and like I think it's simple yes or no but what the hell do I know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a teacher, I'm not a, an administration, but hell, I probably could come up with a, I, I know a few tools I use for my own business that probably would simplify a lot of the damn process, but nobody mm. wants to listen to me. Right, mm. right. <laughs> if only.
1: <laughs> if only. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Hey, I got a question for you. Do you do you do you train in, in any martial arts anymore?
2: Yes, I do. I've, uh, well, now just uh, strictly kickboxing. Okay. Well, I mean, there's, this all uh, this, uh, MMA, MMA in, involved in uh, at my, at Tiger Showman's Karate. And, but they uh, finally, they, they, they finally allow me to just focus on one or the other. And since I can't grapple, I can kickbox. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless if you asked a neck doctor who knows a lot of spinal spinal stenosis, they probably say, "Well, not the smartest idea," and probably shouldn't. But at least I can defend myself, and yeah. at least I have a chance to block.
3: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
2: And 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 uh, in my sparring, I'm in level one sparring, so it's not like I'm getting hit in the head. And when I did, I get like a tap. Yeah. And says, so I'm working with people who are controlled and I are like, Oh, I'm going to knock you out.
1: Right. Right. That's good. That's great. I, 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 train in Aikido and, um, I'm, I'm a big, big proponent of, of people training for self-defense. So, you know, good, good for you. It, it, it's good for the mind. It's good for the body and, you know, helps you in, in real life. It's great.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, I really like uh, kickboxing because, like you said, it's great for the mind and body. Uh, when I funny thing, when, when I left for those 10 years, I came back in, in 2017. but And I came back in 2015, like two years before that, because I found my sensei at a different location. Same one from years ago, and I wasn't quite ready ready to come back because I, I he told me I had I would have to start over and whatnot, which makes sense because a lot of things change. But mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't like that necessarily. But then I but then in two thousand seventeen before uh, before the spring of two thousand seventeen. I came back, uh, I mean, before I came back, I was, I remember I was in Jamaica one year, and I was thinking, and I had this dream, and I had it 50 times, and I know that because I keep track of weird stuff like that, mm. and and the dream was I was getting my black belt, and I planned to... Uh, and it's funny. I have actually been to two black belt ceremonies, and I don't know what the the, the test involves. And because when you get invited to the ceremony, be seeing people that get promoted to black belt. Uh, I don't know what the whole vigorous test is, uh, what they had to do for the training and whatnot. But for the last part of it, they had to speak in front of. Hundreds of people, and if you're not comfortable, and you know you're going to be comfortable, or you're not getting a black belt, right? And that was the final test. And uh, and uh, in this dream, I was, I was, uh, I was getting ready for my promotion, for my black belt, and. I, and, and of course, I don't have my black belt. But I mean, in my gym, I was getting my black belt, and my sensei, he always, he always get taught. To, to uh, everyone how he met me, and and this, and how I went away for ten years and came back, and I'm still paying his ass. And
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, uh, hey, it wouldn't be my sensei if he didn't give me a boatload of crap That's here right. and there. That's right. And he he tells me, uh, and he tells everybody, but that uh, I went from a white belt all the way to a black belt after um, uh, coming back, and uh, and during these dreams, all his speech is always different every single time over the fifty to- fifty times I heard it, and the last one I had was all my family members there, my extended family and everything. And I was like, I think my dreams are telling me you gotta go back because when I left, I was two belts away from a black belt, and I'm one of those people. I start when I I finish what I start, mm-hmm. and even if I have to restart, i want to go back. So I asked my dad when we were sitting on the beach or poolside in Jamaica. I sat down. I asked him, Can I go back to karate? He's like. Are you sure you want to? And it's like yes. And it's like and it's like and it's like, like if I say yes, you have the problems. You you won't complain about going up at, uh, three nights a week. And a like, damn thing, I didn't complain last time. And it's like, and you can't quit. And it's like, I didn't quit last time either. And it's like, I physically couldn't do it. I can't physically get any more belts anymore on stripes because I couldn't do grappling. So. And and give and I, I was kind of a little defensive at the at the time by that because like I didn't quit because if I did quit my sensei would never let me come back. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> even I, if I was a sensei, I wouldn't even give myself. <laughs> I wouldn't have myself back either. <laughs> and but it, uh, so he so me and him agreed and and he he eventually agreed he talked to over with my mom and so I came back and my sensei welcomed me back like he, he didn't treat me like anything changed Great. He, still, he still breaks my shoes <laughs> and then he broke he broke my mom's shoes when we were at this the uh, picnic for his 20th year being in business. And, and he was like, now you just have to get rid of him. And he points right at me too. And I was like, yes, thank you, I appreciate it.
1: Well, that's great. I mean, that's it's, I mean, I think everyone should train. Um, so, I, you know, I'm just, uh, I love people that, um, that do that and that are involved in martial arts or any, anything that pushes you to, to strive for, for better. So it's great, man. Keep, keep it up
0: Well bit. He would say that, though, Jimmy, because barry uh, is, he's being modest here, the, and he is a sensei. He has his own little dojo. I shouldn't say little dojo. I don't mean it to sound like... No, no, no. It, it is small. There's, you know, I've but, only but, had a couple students. <laughs> but he is a master.
1: <laughs> I think that's pushing it. <laughs> but it's its changed my life in the best way, so I'm always you know, happy to hear other people that train. It's great, man. And everyone... Can do it. It doesn't matter, you know. You know. Of course, there may be some disabilities or some some uh, ailments that you're not able to train through. But most people can do some sort of of training. So, um, that's great.
2: Man. Yeah, even my my sensei uh, had uh, neck issues over the years that he's been training, and uh, he's been teaching people. I was like, "Gang, you know, what? I don't want you to not be able to train." <laughs> like, right. And it's like, if you have to modify something, modify something. It's like, if, mm-hmm. like, you know your body the best. Right, and, right. And it's like, if you can't do something, it's like, let me or one of uh, the other instructors know that. And it's like, hey, I can't physically get hit here. And it's like, then we'll partner you, know, partner you with someone who won't hit you there. Yeah. And it's like, we're not going to, like, destroy you. It's like, if you can't physically uh, go into uh, uh, competitions, don't go competitions. We're not going to force it down your throat. Right,
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great.
2: That's, that's great. why I'm competitive in my uh, class, but I'm not going to get myself injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've – other ways, just not my neck, but, I mean, my on purpose is just uh, – uh, somebody held the pad wrong and then it's like oh that's gonna hurt and so I, I laid off on that one uh, punch or, or one push up uh, and did something else because like, I can rest on my fore- my forearms and not my wrist <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. "Oh, I have weak wrists mm-hmm. unfortunately oh well
1: yeah, yeah man well, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Do you yep. can you can you promote anything or anything you want to plug? Or
2: of course, uh, what kind of motivational speaker? If I'm uh, wouldn't uh, have anything. Yes, I'm just a motivational speaker. I have nothing to promote. what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best place you can uh, find me is go to crazyfitnessguy.com. Uh, I have a podcast that's monthly. It's called Crazy Fitness Guy: Healthy Living Podcast. And I say that kind of slow because some people I've met uh, along the way, I was like, oh, yeah, he's involved. He's calling himself Crazy Fitness. And it's like, it's Crazy Fitness Guy. I registered yeah. tr- trademark, damn it, for one reason. I was <laughs> <laughs> supposed to catch on by now. So I've only <laughs> been around for five freaking years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, all right. Well, um, We're we'll gonna have to check out Crazy Fitness Guy, uh, the podcast and the website and all of that, and we'll have everybody. Hopefully, we'll get some of the weird, some of Weirdsville. Our listeners will come and, and check those out and give you a listen. Um, this is, you know, this it, has been a great story, man. I mean, you know, it's inspiring because you, you've started out with, you know, some uh, things against you. And you've overcome and you strove to overcome and you had all your troubles with, you know, with your ears and with, your, you know, your body, but you've pushed your body to now where you are, you know, you're wearing tight jeans and Speedos to the
2: swimming pool. and <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> That's going to get me nightmares tonight. <laughs>
0: my job is my job here is done um <laughs> but yeah no man it, you push yourself and you've gotten back in you you know you got through your schooling which was obviously terrible with uh just being bullied and everything and now you're doing the podcast and you're doing a lot and you're in your training you're doing your, your uh your, your your martial arts and this it's inspiring man and just yeah. keep up keep your chin up and keep going at it and keep being you man uh, cause you're a cool dude. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I expect to see the Speedo picture someday.
2: Uh, that will never happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, we're looking for a little help from our friends. We need you, our loyal listeners, to help us spread the word about the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Just go to your current podcast provider, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. We're just about everywhere. Hit the subscribe button, download the podcast, give us a thumbs up, hit the like button, give us the highest rating you can, and give us a review. The What's Your Weird Story podcast is a community effort without our friends friends, and listeners, it wouldn't be possible to do what we do. So please help us out by spreading the word. Wow. Thanks, Jimmy, for coming on. Great story and uh, nice to be able to walk in someone else's shoes and Mm. see how they grew up and, you know, empathize with someone who's going through some things that maybe you don't know as a kid just the things that you do that impact people and uh for better or worse
0: yes and being able to persevere through the amount of i'm sure very difficult bullying you know that more that we can't you know even even the bullying that i took growing up was you know and you took as well you know um just you know different level for jimmy and he's still uh but he's carrying on and he you know he got through and he's fought all of his uh his enemies there and his big and the big boss battle of course with his uh senior english teacher uh who i also had a uh a bit of a uh tumultuous relationship with um i think i could say she kind of hated me um <laughs> it was nothing my fault um i want to go on the record it started off in uh, i think about the second or third week of school okay and i'm telling this story and uh i'm telling people's names because i think almost everybody um i'll change the uh the teacher's name okay uh but uh, everybody else uh, it would be named because I think they they're, they're okay with me telling the story. So I had um, yeah, I had English um, in the afternoon, and uh, it was mostly uh, the uh, uh, the girls who were like the uh, cheerleaders and the good students and that group that group, you know. Yep. Um, and then there was like four or five dudes in there that was um. Uh, Myself, <clears throat> Jeff Hubbard, our special correspondent, resident Bigfoot expert, and voice of the listener. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Um, and of course, um, Jeff and I were, you know, uh, a, we were a. Uh, 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 unfortunately, we were, you know, when put together, uh, we could be, you know, volatile, but in the best way possible. Yeah, um, yep. we were class clowns. Yeah. And with each other and we played off each other really well but um you know we were not we were also good students and we were teachers kids so we you know we we, we behaved for the most yeah, yeah, part yeah 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 so anyway jeff and myself there was chad pickle um who was just a, a just a solid guy and also very very blunt he was quiet a lot of the time yeah. but very blunt yeah and just uh very funny, funny. it's very very funny.
1: very dry since you were. yeah
0: very yes yes him and then there was uh a dusty jackson oh yeah uh who we've had who we discussed here on the podcast yep. Yep. who had the uh, late night encounter with a stalker and uh his brother shane came on so the four of us and we sat kind of together and uh Like I said, this was like the third week into our senior year, and she was giving out worksheets, this teacher, Mrs. Uh, Peril. And um, Mrs. Peril, um, I knew, you know, like – this is the first time she taught high school. She had taught eighth grade before at another town. And so she was handing out worksheets, vocab worksheets. And I knew that sometimes words have more than one meaning. Right. You know, yeah. we all know that, right. but I, you know, so the previous week I lost like, you know, three points off of a, or, or something of a grade because I gave the alternate version of the meaning of a vocabulary word than the one she wanted. So, um, I get up and I go to her desk at the front where she's sitting, on uh, you know, propped up on our, this uh, lecture desk. And I say, Mrs. Peril, um, you know, and I start to say, you know, which version of this word do you want to have on this sheet? You know, what do you? I'm trying to go get her help to yeah. do things her way. Yeah. Right. And so, and it's like, you know, like this is a post lunch class. Um, I believe it was sixth period, and um, it was just you know everybody was well behaved because it was mostly a good good kid class we didn't really have any people that acted up or whatever and um, I'm standing up there next to her and on the front row there's Dusty sitting by Chad and then behind them is Jeff and I sit by each other and then like an open area and then on the other side of the room all the girls and everything and there's a couple of the back seat sitters but uh, Jeff (laughs) Dusty um, leans over uh, to Chad and says something, and and Chet's just like, ha, you know, like that. Just a, ha, not even a burst out laugh, just a bit of a yeah, uh, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> she looks, she stops mid sentence when she's talking to me, and she looks at us in a sweeping direction. She says, "You know, uh, you you you, you four will never make it in college." Oh and, man! Right, and this is your senior English teacher. Yeah. Saying this to you, and you haven't been in school in a month.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And what you've done is minimal to anything. Yeah. And so, um, you know, she just said that, and I just, as a smart kid and intentionally, I didn't mean it to be a smart aleck remark, uh, but it kind of was. And I didn't mean it to be, as. I guess I didn't mean to say it as loud as I did, but I did. So I said I took my paper off of her, out of in front of her, and I said, "Well, gee, Mrs. Peril, thanks for the words of encouragement." And I went and I sat down, and like everybody just bursted out laughing, <laughs> and I was like, "Uh oh," you know. And then I look up at her, and like she she's like smoke uh, she's coming angry. out of her yeah, ears. She's angry. And, from, and that point, man, from that point on, it was war, and she did everything she could to get Jeff and I in trouble. Mm. Uh, cause she blamed it on Jeff and me. And, uh, she, you know, at one point she tried to tell my, uh, girlfriend's mother that Jeff and I were, uh, we're lovers that we were having an oh, affair. Are you serious? That, that he was, that we were each other's, oh. that we were gay. Oh, wow. And that, you know, and, and of course my girlfriend's mom just laughed at that, um, but yeah, she just you know, she was and yeah, there's so anyway, we had it was war, and it lasted throughout the year, and it was miserable. Oh, that's unfortunate, um, man. yeah, but um cause that was a tough year for me as well, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know we I had that by where my last high school bully was a teacher. and yeah. so yeah. I identify big time with 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 Jimmy on that, yeah, so. that's
1: a bummer, man. yeah. you'd expect adults to act uh, accordingly, you know, but yeah. Many times uh, they're just, they're not adults and they are yeah. just, they're just grown children, Yeah, uh, yeah. unfortunately. Um, yeah,
0: and, 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 and like I said, I didn't mean to set it off. Sure, But yeah. it, I, you know, she let the fuse. Right. And I let it go and, and inadvertently blew it up. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, but we were, you know, I mean, we weren't going to take it. We didn't, you know, we because we were good students and we do well, at, we do all of our assignments well, but we weren't going to take any, you know, any crap from yeah, her. Yeah. And we were smarter than her. Yeah. And we were able to get around and do it. But, yeah. I mean, we did get, you know, we got nailed a few times for a few things, but they were silly, silly, silly things that we shouldn't have gotten in trouble for. And we never got in really big trouble.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, right uh, yeah man that's crazy yeah unfortunately people are uh they you know they're they take out their angst on kids um uh, you know and it sounds kind of like that's what they did with you know certainly in your case and and also jimmy's case and um you know it's 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 awful whenever that's you know people that you're entrusting you know your kids time with but I think in the end, you're able to see it for what it is. I think Jimmy sees it for what it is. And, yep. you know, you're able to become a better, bigger person from it and see it, you know, in a different light as you get older. And, um, you know, now that you have the opportunity to give back to the uh, education system and, and teach people, you know, you, you you understand what those types of things, how what kind of impact they have on people. So, you know, you'll do things differently. And, um, yeah, it's just... Um, crazy that we have to live in a t- in a time and a, where, where people take advantage of that and yep. uh but hey jimmy's lived through it and he's uh he's done great for himself and um yep
0: it's a and great
1: conversation man great conversation, absolutely
0: and he's got his podcast and he's a motivational speaker so go check out crazy dot com and the podcast crazy fitness guy and give him a listen and some support he's a good super good dude And we enjoyed having him on. And so that's we're going to wrap it up uh, for this week. But guess what, Barry? Guess what next week is? What is next week? Next week is our official um, anniversary show. Wow. Officially marks the end of our fourth year and the beginning of number –
1: Five. Amazing! That's awesome. Well, so we're looking forward to a good party. So yes, yeah. yes.
0: So join us, and uh, if you want to send us a a uh, you know anniversary card or or, or note rather, uh, you can contact us at wywspod at gmail or you can send it to us on Facebook, or you can contact us on Instagram or. Uh, Twitter or anywhere else. You can send a smoke signals. We may not get those. You can send a teletype. We may not get that, but we will be able to, those other means, be able to get your, 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 your wishes of, um, of good times or anniversary and con- congratulations or whatever, or, you know, um, any other thing that you want to send us. If you have a question for us, any kind of question, we'll answer questions and, um, we we'll, uh you know we just love hearing from you guys and we would love to hear from you here in person on the podcast yes we would <laughs> we we um so yeah get a hold of us in those ways also if you want to come on and share your stories um because as sh- seen today it doesn't have to be a supernatural story it doesn't have to be Uh, UFOs or aliens uh, or Sasquatch or, you know, true crime or anything like that. It's just good stories, amazing stories, stories where people, you know, have experienced themselves and 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 gone through and, and risen above. So thanks again to our guest this week, Jimmy from Pennsylvania. And thanks again to Barry for always being here and making us sound so crystal clear and good. Thank you for being here
1: and adding your light to our world, sir.
0: Oh, shucks. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time for our big fourth slash fifth. No, it'll be the fourth anniversary show. Kick off into our fifth year here on the What's Your Story podcast. Who knows? Who who, who knows if if people will be stopping by? Who knows? We'll see. Maybe we'll have guests. Maybe we won't. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? You just have to tune in to find out until then, everyone. We love you as always. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions, whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe